We're going to play a little game. I'm going to give you three names, and I want you to raise your hand if you know about this person. First person, Thomas More. You're pretty good. Franz Jagerstadter. Okay, a couple of good Catholics. Last one, Dave Chappelle. And the winner goes to Dave Chappelle. Welcome to the Catholic Church. Three different men, three different times, one very important virtue that they all had in common. Integrity. It's a true story. I was in here and praying the other day for you guys, asking the Lord what he wanted me to preach about. I couldn't stop thinking about Dave Chappelle. Usually when that happens during my holy hour, it's because I can't get one of his jokes out of my mind. And it's a distraction. I have to fight against it. But this time, it actually felt like it was coming from the Lord, which surprised me. He doesn't usually talk to me about Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but if you don't know about Dave Chappelle, he's a comedian, one of the most famous comedians for the past 20 years. He made The Chappelle Show on Comedy Central, wrote and acted in several movies. Then, at the height of his career in 2003, he was offered a $50 million deal to sign on with Comedy Central at the height of his fame as one of the most famous comedians in the game at that time. And he walked away. No one knew why. Tabloid slandered him, said that he was drug addicted, that he had become crazy or just couldn't handle the stress of all the fame, some personal problem that he had to overcome. And so he left everything and he went to Africa to kind of rejuvenate. But why did he do it? So he came back here sometime after that, and he gave an interview. He said that when he knew that he was getting successful, his father really believed in him. And his father called him to the side one time and said, look, name your price at the beginning, what you're willing to sacrifice in order to get what you want. If the price ever gets more expensive than what you named, you get out. Basically, don't sell your soul to buy your dreams. So when the price was raised, even to $50 million, and yet he felt like his soul was being little by little taken by the industry, that he was no longer free to be who he was, he did what very few of us would ever have the courage to do. He walked away. And that, my brothers and sisters, is integrity. That's why we look up to someone like that, because we know how hard it would actually be to follow that. And life is about integrity. And integrity is knowing what lines you're not going to cross, the non-negotiables in your life. It's knowing when the price gets too high and you can pull back. It's like that in relationships. Most people, when they enter into a relationship, have lines that they say they will not cross, right? And if you don't have lines, obviously you're, just, you're going to fall for anything in time. But ask anybody who actually shows up to their wedding day and they preserve themselves for their marriage as a couple. Think about how many times their lines had to be tested again and again and again. And that's why a lot of people, they're afraid to make the lines. Because once you make a line, you know that you're going to have to battle to protect it. And that's what so much of life is about. Knowing the lines that you're making the non-negotiables, and then you have to fight to protect those lines. Same thing will happen in your faith in college. 
The lines of what you believe, of who you are, are going to be tested again and again. And that's actually a really good thing. That's actually how you become an individual. Once you step outside of your parents' protection, under an authority that tells you what to do, now becoming your own person, a large part of that is knowing what you stand for and then experiencing the crossings and finding out what's, what remains standing and what falls over. So they did actually an experiment. They tried to grow a forest once in the East Coast, and they surrounded it with all these walls, created like a huge uh, kind of greenhouse, right? And these trees were growing pretty strong, pretty tall. As soon as they took out down the walls, what do you think happened to most of them? Fell right over. And that's because they had never experienced the contradiction of the winds. It's actually by experiencing the winds that the trees will grow roots below. So we need to be tested in order to truly become rooted in who we are as human beings. So your faith in Jesus Christ will be tested in your time in college. Do you really believe that Jesus Christ is God? Do you really believe that? With everything we know now, with all these religions out there, you stake your life on one man's word. That's going to be tested. Your faith in the Catholic Church, as the true church founded by Jesus Christ, is definitely going to be tested. I mean, it's so outdated, all those rules, right? Or all the corruption. How can you really put your trust in that institution? And your priest at DSU, he's a lunatic. How can you trust that guy? That's going to be harder to argue against. You just have to walk by faith on that one. <laughs> your moral choices as a Christian in this time is definitely going to be tested. The more you stand apart from the people around you because of your faith is going to test you. Why can't you do that? Everybody around you is doing that. What makes you so different? But it's in that contradiction that you really get to understand who you are and what you stand for. And that's actually where the relationship with Jesus Christ builds in us through the contradictory winds that we face. And that's why you should never be afraid of the adventure that you're walking into. It's actually the most important step of our life. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to fall. That's a part of it too. And it's through this contradiction, that's where you're discovering who you really are and what you stand for. And that's why God never protects his people. He is not a very protective parent. Right? He'll take us in, but what we see him doing over and over in the scriptures is testing us and pushing us out and saying, live, go out there, but stay faithful to me in the midst of it. That's what he did to the Israelites. He pulled them in the desert to make them his people, but he didn't keep them there. Then he sends them back into the city. And he gives them a word to Joshua. If it doesn't please you to serve the Lord, decide today whom you will serve, the gods of your fathers that serve beyond the rivers in California and Colorado, or will you serve the gods of Boise in whose country you are now dwelling? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, no one can make that choice for you. 
That's what's so beautiful about it. That's what's so beautiful about being on your own. I was talking to a young man at the gym the other day. He said how difficult it was for the first time to be away from his family. It is. Again, it's, it's, that's where you become your own man, your own woman. You find out what you stand for in life. That's why it's so necessary to feel that pain of isolation when you step outside your parents' house. Then you get to really realize who you are. And no one can give you integrity. Dave Chappelle's father, he could give him a word. But that word would be tested in his own life. And he had to make a choice. I don't think anybody would look at his life and say he made the wrong one. That's what's admirable about it. You know, Thomas More, that other one, he was put to death in the 1600s in England because he refused to assent to the divorce of King Henry VIII when everybody around him in his country followed him. He was one of the only ones to stand against it. And because of that, he was martyred. Franz Jagerstadter, he lived during the Nazi uprising in Germany. And he knew that he couldn't swear loyalty to Hitler. At one point, he kept trying to go along, just be with the people, because he had his wife and his children wanted to protect him. But at one point, he said, they're going too far. And what this man stands for is contrary to my faith as a Catholic. Even though the bishop and the priest in his own diocese signed off with Hitler, he still knew that he couldn't do it. And because of that, he was martyred. But we can look at that man and say, that's integrity. He knew his lines, and his lines were tested. And it was in that day that he became the Catholic that he is. So that's the question I want us to ponder, especially this first week of school. What are the lines that I refuse to cross in my life? The lines that you refuse to cross in your relationships and in your faith? in your, your own relationship with Jesus Christ that is being formed in this time? What are the lines that define you as an individual? You won't have to fight a battle if you don't have lines, but neither will you ever expect any, any victory too, right? It's through that contest that we really come to, to win something in the end. There's one line, a baseline, that I'd like to propose to everyone it's actually not my line, it's the Lord's line. That's actually my only job, to tell you what the Lord himself commands. And so one really important line, I think the most important line to commit ourselves to when you begin something new, is the third commandment. Thou shalt not kill. That's a joke. You would know that if you knew the that. That should be easy for all of us. Keep the Lord's day holy. Every Sunday, commit yourself to Mass. Sounds really small, huh? Let's get, I promise you, that's going to be the first thing that attacks you when you get here. The amount of things that come up and get in the way on your Sunday worship. One woman, I was on Monday, I was walking, I had my collar on. This was in a different place. She stopped me on a Monday. And she goes, Father, I need to go to confession to you. She was, I, she was like almost in a panic. She goes, I'm so glad God put you here. I need to go to confession. Said, okay. And she goes, I missed Mass yesterday. So, okay, that's, well, God bless you for like, you know, really wanting to get back to the Lord. She says, no, I needed to confess this right away because I was telling myself that it wasn't a big deal. And I've seen so many people around me who say it's not a big deal. And I knew that if I didn't go to confession right away to admit to myself, 
that it's not okay for me to miss Mass. That little by little, it's just going to keep going. That was a woman with integrity. She knew when the line was crossed that she had. She's like, I got to go back right away. So no matter what happens from Monday to Saturday in your life, you commit yourself to coming back here every Sunday. And I promise you, you will keep your faith. If you fall, go to confession and begin again. Seems like a small act. It's one of the most important resolutions you can make right now. But I promise you this. If you resolve to come back every Sunday, it does not matter how many times you may fall or how many ways. The Lord will keep you going throughout the week. You hold that line, you will hold your integrity. Some of you are thinking like Jesus' question, does this shock you? Some of you may be thinking like the Jews. This is a really hard saying. Who can accept it? Mass every Sunday. It's not that big. But if you're able to do that, you know your line, you protect it. And we too will be able to say like Christ with St. Peter, when everyone around him in that gospel was walking away, returning, it says, to their former way of life and no longer accompanying Christ. That's what woke me up in my college days. Every single Catholic friend I had within the first year stopped going to Mass. No longer accompanying Christ. But if we stick to that, we too can say with Peter, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. And if you hold that line, my brothers and sisters, I promise you, you will hold your integrity.